Welcome to the Blossom Life Podcast, the podcast that helps wellness creators like you make a bigger impact and more money in the ever-changing online space. Here's a hint. There are three keys. You got to one, be willing to get uncomfortable every single day by stepping outside your comfort zone. Two, release stress every day because it will inevitably build up if you are getting uncomfortable and showing up every single day. And three, develop a microscopic and loving awareness of your own thoughts and how they impact your results. I'm your host, Jennifer Crudeboss, founder and CEO of Blossom. Hello, I'm all cozied up in bed on a Sunday afternoon in Rockaway Beach. And I want to talk about this theme that I have been seeing come up a lot with my private clients in the next 15 minutes because I have some rice on and I want to go take it off. And this is the theme. It is this pressure that these health coaches, life coaches, and fitness trainers are putting on themselves to work at their business from nine to five. And if they cannot work at it from nine to five, because I don't know, they need a nap or they're not feeling creative and they, and they need to go for a walk or they're feeling very emotional and they need to freaking like lie down or have a therapy session or see a friend or play with their dog. They are shaming themselves because they feel like if they were the good quote unquote coach or entrepreneur or, you know, ambitious business person that they want to be, they would be working nine to five. And this is such a lie. I had to hit the bed to get that point across. But I also understand it. And I'm sorry for the background noise. There's lots of airplanes that go over this place. I understand it because I had it too. And I realized it took a lot of quote unquote successful people modeling to me that actually not putting myself in this rigid nine to five sort of work structure actually produced bigger and better and more like aligned results. And when I say aligned, I just mean like the results that I wanted happened when I took this pressure off myself of needing to work nine to five. Um, Simone Gray Soul, who you know I love, talks about napping a lot. And that was just a big um, permission slip for me because for so long I had this idea that like ambitious, successful people work and like lazy people nap, you know, probably got that from society. And Chris, my husband and the CTO of Blossom also inspires me so much because he really trusts his rhythms. If he needs to go on like a long walk and think through things, he'll do that in the middle of the day. If he wants to work at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday night because he's super inspired about doing some design, he'll do that. He's, he's very much trusting his rhythms. And when I think about the moments that really propelled my business forward, it was like these little moments that weren't me like chaining myself to my desk from nine to five. If I just think of like even way back of like I just noticed like a yoga teacher training and I was like, oh, my brain was curious enough to think, oh, I'm going to go and do that. Or as I've told this story a lot, when I sort of worked up the courage to go talk to these people at LA Tech Week and that led to me being invited into this residency in New York that wasn't me like sitting at my desk and working. I had just been on like a two hour walk along Venice Beach. You know, I had sat outside for lunch and then I went and made this connection. 
So it's more about the quality of our energy than it is about like putting in these long hours. And I know it can be hard to believe that. And this is what helps me and what I remind my clients often is that the nine to five work week was developed by Henry Ford for factory workers to work in his car factories. So the type of work that was happening from nine to five every day was like, I don't know, I know, I know nothing about working in a car factory, but what I imagine it was, was like, <laughs> this might be wrong, but like pulling levers or like lifting up a heavy piece of metal and walking it over to from one machine to another machine or checking that um, screws were screwed in properly to holding various parts of the car together, okay? It was not holding emotional space for someone in a coaching session. It was not getting ready for a pitch and pitching an investor if you're a tech founder. It was not um, doing complex like market research to try to identify trends and, you know, figure out what your moat is. So, that whole way of working was for a very different type of work than what a health coach, a life coach, a fitness trainer, or a founder is going to do. So even when I remind myself that, and even when um, I tell my clients that, I can see that intellectually they they get it, but there's still this like kind of fear because I think that like so much when I think of my entrepreneurship journey, so much of it has been like unwinding um, what I was taught or unwinding the stress of my nervous system of, of needing to like uh, fit into a certain mold and truly feeling like unwinding and releasing all of that like shame that I felt when I did not feel like I would thrive in certain molds, like at school, and school was sort of up and down for me. Sometimes I would do really well, sometimes I wouldn't, I don't know why. Or why I felt like when I worked in a corporate job, like everyone else seems to be able to do this, but this is torture to me and like not even knowing that what I do now is even like a possibility. So there's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. And if that isn't enough to remember, this is the other thing that like really, really helps me and like gives me permission to do the things that are not in line with this like you must work nine to five culture, which again is like usually never nine to five, right? And if you've had corporate jobs or or other types of jobs, um, it's trusting my body and trusting like my energy and having a true, true, true commitment to the belief that my energy and my creativity are my most valuable assets. So whatever I can do to take care of those two things is the best strategy for my business. It's really similar to how I healed my eating disorder. I had an eating disorder sort of started dieting when I was a teenager and then I was bulimic sort of around when my dad died when I was 17 and if a good like eight years. So up through my sort of like into my mid to late 20s. And when I really committed to like, I don't want this to like control my life anymore, a lot of the work that I went into was um, Janine Roth's work. And 
I had to really trust my body because I had been controlling my body, right? Like dieting and then not being able to diet anymore and then binging on food and then, oh my God, now I've binged. I don't want to get, I don't want to gain weight. Okay, now I'm now I'm going to purge. Um, okay, now I'm so exhausted. All I can do is sleep. And just like it, just my energy, my personality, everything was thrown off. So when I started trying to unwind that, it was trusting that, okay, I'm craving French fries right now. I'm just going to eat the goddamn French fries. And you know what? When I'm full, I'm going to stop. And when I first started doing this, when I first was like, hmm, I would like cake. I'll eat cake. Hmm, I would like a sandwich. I'll eat a sandwich. Hmm, I would like a smoothie. I would like pasta. I would like whatever, a salad, you know, um, like a salad was a quote unquote like a safe food, but like things that felt to my eating disorder mind that were unsafe to eat. When I first started allowing myself to eat those foods, it felt very scary and unsafe to my nervous system because it was new. It was like, oh no, I cannot eat this. I'm going to gain weight, but I would do it. I would eat my fry, you know, French fries. I would be like, hmm, I'm not that, I don't, you know, I'm full. I don't want anymore. And because it wasn't this like manic purge because I'd been depriving myself for weeks, I would just get full, stop eating fries. Oh, I kind of want a glass of water and an apple now because that was kind of salty. And it wasn't this like alluring thing that I wanted anymore, this like forbidden fruit, <laughs> forbidden French fries, <laughs> you know? Um, that's sort of like the thing, like the, the kid wants the toy as long as a, as a kid can't have the toy. As soon as the kid has it, it's like, oh. So over time, I learned to listen to my body's uh, natural rhythms. And I did that for many years. And now I do um, intermittent fasting because that feels really good for me. And I did lots of research and I made sure it was safe and all of that. But while when I eat, when I'm in my like uh, non-fasted state, um, I eat what my body wants because now I know what will make me feel good. And I know that if I'm craving like quote unquote junk food, that I trust that like my body will eat as much as I want. And then I will stop when I'm full and satiated and it will be fine. So I'm sharing this whole like eating disorder food analogy. If you haven't um, made the connection, and I'm sure you have because you're very smart. It's like when you're first an entrepreneur and it's like two o'clock and all you want to do is take a nap or go for a walk or have like a call with your best friend. At first, there's this part of your brain that's like, this is unsafe. This is bad. If I do this, my business will fall apart and I'm not going to reach my goals. And like, this is bad. And then that feels like stressful. And then you're trying to like go back and do work, but it like, it's not working because you're just not you know, you need rest or your body has probably, it needs to what we what we call con uh, complete the stress cycle, meaning you've probably been making decisions all day, taking risks, being visible if you're marketing yourself and like what coach or entrepreneur or founder is like not marketing themselves in some way to somebody or making sales pitches, your body probably needs to complete the stress cycle either with a nap or with rest or just with fun. And if you don't do that, your nervous system is going to stay in this like perpetual state of stress. When you're in that stressful fight or flight state, you're not as creative, you're not getting good ideas, and you're not, and you're going to probably miss that little gem of wisdom or that little bit of insight that's going to like be your next amazing offer or amazing idea or amazing collaboration or something that's going to be incredible. So I hope this 
motivates you. I hope the next time that you're like, I really want a nap or I really just want a massage or I really just need to go for a run or I need, I just want to call my bestie. Like when you feel that urge and then there's that part of your brain that's like, nope, this is unsafe. Your business is going to fail. I hope you hear me right now saying to you, it's okay. Go and and do that thing that, that you love doing. You know, I asked one of my clients, I was like, what do you love doing? She's like, I love napping. You know, she's like tired. She's like, I love snuggling up in my bed, in my pajamas and watching a masterclass with tea. Oh, I love that too. I love going for a walk in nature. I love, you know, so do those things. Trust that that fuels your business and trust that there is something much wiser than you. Right? As my coaches say to me, like, how narcissistic and like almost ignorant is it to think that like our little brains have all the answers? Like, trust that there's something bigger and wiser than you moving through you. I have a strong belief that the spirit of my business chose me, chose me, chose Chris, chose everyone in Blossom to bring this into the world. And it has like a bigger plan. And my job as the vessel is to keep my like brain and my body alert and ready to make those like big, bold moves in the, in the moments um, where they're asked of me. My job is not to just like work myself to the bone and be like a shell of myself and like not be connected to the passion or the inspiration or the deep why of why I started my business. And often when I'm feeling sort of just like deflated and tired, um, usually because I'm making myself vulnerable, putting myself out there, marketing myself, um, and that feels stressful to my nervous system, I need to go on that like one or two hour long walk or do that thing and have fun. And then I reconnect with like all of this gratitude for my business and excitement and the way I'm helping people. Then I'm like, oh my God, I want to go do a, do a podcast or I want to go launch this offer or I want to send an email or, oh, I got this really good idea um, for a video I want to make. But if I was just like pushing through and grinding, oh, that's the alarm for my rice, um, I would not find that inspiration. So hear these words, take the rest and the fun when you need. You are not a machine. You do not work in Henry Ford's factory unless you do. And then you're building your business on the side and then good for you because that's a whole other podcast uh, subject. And trust the rhythms and the seasons of your body. Okay. Love you for realsies. If you want to receive fresh inspiration and actionable tips on how to grow your business in a purposeful, aligned way and meet awesome wellness creators, you better get on my email list. I send out tips every week and you get invited to monthly gatherings. Wellness creators who join have been known to have massive breakthroughs, hire each other and collaborate. And it's free. Also, if you sign up for the paid Blossom Wellness Creator platform for a year, you get three 75-minute coaching sessions with my amazing co-founder and wellness creator coach, Justine Romanoff, which will help you understand how to thrive in Web3 and change the mind drama into clear, confident action so you impact more lives, make more money, and have more time to relax and have fun. So get that link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox. Thank you.